Hello, Emerging Writers. Welcome. We're so glad that you could join us as we continue delving into the fantasy genre this month. My name is Stephanie, and I'm joined by my best friend, Kayla, and my sister, Jordan. Hello. Hi. Today, we'll be talking about urban fantasy and the particulars of that genre from tropes to book recommendations. Yes, urban fantasy is my jam, and it's a genre that brings magic and creatures into the contemporary world. Often it takes urban folklore, myths, and fairy tales and combines them all into a world where they exist together among technology and humans. And so it's really fun because it's a fantasy subgenre where you get just a mashup of whatever you kind of want to put in the world. You get a lot of the spooks that people fret about at night, those like vampires and zombies and werewolves and ghosts and the things that in this world are a genuine cause for like concern or unnerving and fear but then you also get some of the high fantasy elves and fairies and pixies and creatures and so it's really fun because you never really know what to expect from a book and then sequels can bring in elements that you wouldn't have imagined being a part of it. I think what's cool about urban fantasy is you get to just sort of sprinkle in those elements of mysticism and wonder into our real world like when you read high fantasy it's so divided and like apart from our world it's so clearly different that it's a fun escape but it's not real when you do urban fantasy you can have that little bit of well yeah it's probably not real (laughs) but I've not not seen fairies before yeah i really enjoy that uh the suspension of disbelief the bar is a little bit lower than high fantasy i feel like you can get away with more because it's like well maybe it's fun because you can walk away from an urban fantasy book and see the the world as we have it today just a little bit differently because a lot of times it's set in a world that's very much our own which just very slight differences And at least in some of the stuff that I've seen with it, it's it's like the world that is fantasy is right in front of us. We just don't see it. Mm, And so you get to walk away and be like, well, maybe if I just look for it, I'll find it. Yeah. One of the staples to the genre is definitely a like underground or like thinly beneath like a thin veil away Mm -hmm. fantasy world. You can see a big example of that in Harry Potter having mm-hmm. the whole magic user world close to the real world, but slightly separate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, close enough that I feel like they, the, the muggles would be able to notice them walking through a wall, but somehow they don't. Well, <laughs> you know what? Sometimes the suspension of disbelief is it's, it's a little Strong. bit harder to get to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's some things that fall within the real world but have fantasy elements that technically could be categorized as urban fantasy like Harry Potter, but it doesn't have quite all of the aspects to the genre that you typically see. Like oftentimes 
it's more targeted towards adult than towards children or sometimes young adult or teens, but you're going to get characters that are adults that have more real problems. They'll, they typically have a job, have a romantic life, deal with things that you don't see as much in some of the high fantasy that's so far removed from this typical world or some of the fantasy that's targeted towards a younger audience. A lot of the main characters have quite a bit of snark and they're, like I said before, they deal with a variety of mundane issues on top of the magical, which is where you can get a great bit of tension when you have these underground worlds that are kind of hidden and then they have this like dual life set of problems. <laughs> I feel like there's often something a little bit grittier within urban fantasy, mm. either just the description of things that are going on, like the underground world or whatever, or maybe just the tone that they hit on sometimes within it. With high fantasy, there can be some of that grittiness. It's not like unseen, mm -hmm. But you also have the option of things being a little bit more fluffy. And mm -hmm. you see that, I feel like, a little bit more in high fantasy than you do in urban fantasy. Yeah, I think urban fantasy often sets a gritty kind of city, muddy lens to things. Mm -hmm. And high fantasy will paint it as like, like, gosh, if you watch the Lord of the Rings movies, the filters that get put on the elves. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I was... Like, no joke, I watched one of the movies for the first time in years, and I saw a scene where I'm like, I thought that was just like a fan edit version that I have seen <laughs> before that I misremembered, but that's in the main thing. And then Urban Fantasy, you get all the, like, grime. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the blue-toned Twilight. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, Urban Fantasy gets, like... The nasty jobs and violence and the oh, sex. Yeah. underground and... fight rings of werewolves and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the, like, serial killer fairies or vampires. It's yeah. great. It's definitely darker and more, it's just got a totally different spin on it. I feel like they take the opportunity to hit some of those more adult kind of topics. Like, yes. not necessarily sexual adult. I don't mean that, but I mean... Like but you were saying earlier, that. they have real problems. Yeah. And so that is allowed to be addressed of like, these are people with problems we have to deal with. And now they also have a werewolf chasing them. Yeah. They're characters who can't pay their bills. Yeah. It's like the Spider-Man. He's poor and is trying to work, but he's doing his best. <laughs> yeah. It actually has a lot of parallels to the supernatural genre. To, <laughs> to the superhero, superhero genre <laughs> in that there's sometimes this double life aspect. It mm -hmm. just, you're not really a hero. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's also mysteries that get heavily featured in a lot of urban fantasy series. You'll have murder mysteries or characters that are detectives. And I think that's really fun because you have the typical format of a mystery, but then you have all of the magical undertones that gets put in it and it's like oh there's murders happening but also all of these magical elements to it i feel like the creature books especially are fun when it's taking a different genre and adding creatures to it it's kind of fun to read yeah they highly feature feature contemporary monsters including witches and fae and werewolves and i really like ones that feature lesser known mm -hmm. creatures 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are always really cool when someone like does their homework and makes something that's sort of out of the blue or not so off the typical page. Yeah, I think a show that's a really good example of this is Lost Girl, I think, mm-hmm. from the Sci-Fi Network. Yeah, it's really interesting and it deals with a lot of different types of fae creatures and things you haven't heard of before that are in the sort of fae mythology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's an episode with a brownie that really stands out. Yeah, I really like when those come up in things. <laughs> They're just so fun. It's interesting to see how differently urban fantasy and high fantasy will handle like certain types of creatures. Mm. Like elves will be handled very differently usually in high fantasy versus urban fantasy. In high fantasy, they'll be very Tolkien elves. In urban fantasy, they might be closer to the the brownie, uh, Celtic mythology mm. sort of elf. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where they're a little bit more mischievous and definitely not regal, maybe a little smaller. <laughs> like the house elves in Harry Potter, they're tiny little weird looking well what i see a lot with urban fantasy books that handle handle fey and elves is they will give them like sub classifications like you know there's the high fey that look like humans mm-hmm. that your main character can have sex with and then mm-hmm. yeah because they're there's, hot yeah because they're hot <laughs> and then there's the lesser fate like you were describing that like clean your house or do a task for you that you yeah. don't want to do or just cause mischief and only certain people can see or whatever. Yeah. yeah. If I didn't mention it before, urban fantasy really features romance a lot heavier in the plot yes. than you'll see. Yeah. And a lot of urban fantasy that's popularized is long series where you can get relationship dynamics that go from like partner to partner and you get a little bit of that real world romance feeling of like, yeah, this person and I have great chemistry and physical appeal, but we're just not working in each other's lives, and I'm going to break up and have a full book where I'm single, and then in the next book, you get a different romantic introduction. Yeah. Yeah, urban fantasy is one that's easier for me to read for that reason, because a lot of it does seem more relationship development focused. Okay, so as I've made clear, urban fantasy is definitely my genre, and I have a couple of books to recommend for people that are looking to get into them. The first is my favorite, which is Dead Witch Walking by Kim Harrison. And this is the first in a series of, I believe, 13 books, all of which I adore and read rapidly. (laughs) They're easy books to get through with addictive characters. And the setup is following Rachel Morgan, a witch in a world where all sorts of supernatural species have lived among humans for the last 40 years. And so 40 years before the book took place, a mishap of food genetic engineering happened and the majority of the human population died. Because of this, uh, the turn sparked, which is where supernatural creatures revealed themselves because they no longer were in the minority, Mm. causing quite a bit of tension between all of them. And so the book takes place where everyone is kind of living together and coexisting, but not really because it's only been a couple decades of humans having to deal with the fact that vampires and witches (laughs) and shapeshifters and pixies are just among them now. That would be rough. (laughs) I feel unsafe all the time. (laughs) My favorite running joke that happens through the series is that the turn happened because tomatoes got genetically engineered wrong. And so a lot of humans 
have this repulsion to tomatoes now. Even though they're totally fine and safe, it was like one batch of them that killed off a bunch of people. And so throughout the series, you'll get tiny bits of world building where you'll just have these characters refuse to eat something with ketchup or marinara. (laughs) And it's this weird taboo that's developed. That's so funny, like a turn on the like garlic and vampires thing, humans and tomatoes. <laughs> yeah, it's this book has a lot of really funny moments. And Rachel herself is this snarky bounty hunter and she lives with two of her colleagues, colleagues, a pixie and a vampire. And so each book kind of covers a different bounty case or mystery of these three people having this strange lopsided dynamic and trying to like pay rent and solve the case Mm -hmm. sounds like a fun read so good it's so engaging all of the characters are fantastic and there's so many well-built scenes and characterizations that just make for moments that are memorable in a way that normally books aren't to me because I have a terrible memory Mm. Yeah, when we go through trying to think of things, I have such a hard time unless I think of a real standout book, and that doesn't happen often. Okay, so the second book to recommend is Bitten by Kelly Armstrong, and this follows Elena Michael, who's the only woman who's a werewolf. She left the pack and started a life away from them, but gets called back to help them. It has a really interesting world dynamic and take on gender within the context of, like, wolves and, like, this alpha male type of person and the sequels also feature other narrators that still tie into the world so you get different perspectives and type of types of people dealing with these overall multiple book plots yeah I've read that one I really enjoyed her as a character and I really enjoyed how they kind of addressed her initial life trying to be human and hide what she was and then how she dealt with like being called back into the pack and kind of realizing that freedom that she felt and the enjoyment she had, but that part of her that just did not want to go back into the werewolf world and wanted to go back and just pretend to be a human again. It was interesting watching the struggle with the character and the other werewolves that she was in the pack with. Yeah, it's a really good dynamic, I believe. And the last book I'm going to mention is Wicked Lovely by Melissa Marr. And it follows a girl who has the sight and can see the fae creatures. And then suddenly her life takes a turn when the fae start to notice her back. Mm. And it's by far my favorite take on fairies within an urban fantasy book. If you're going off of Celtic lore, it's never good for the fairies to notice you. Yeah, they are not super positive creatures in that. (laughs) (laughs) I really like when people don't just deal with it as like cutesy like kid story fairies and they are dangerous and you better be careful not to work and walk into that fairy circle or you're going to get taken. Yeah, yeah. I like how urban fantasy explores more of that older fae lore. Yeah. The fearful stuff that. Yeah. The scary stuff. The they'll kidnap you and and there's changelings. And yeah. Stuff they'll like replace that. your baby with the changeling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually uh, beta read a urban fantasy book for one of my favorite fan fiction authors who also publishes actual books. Um, Her name's Joelle Green. And the book I read was The Contract. And it's about this um, assassin who's in this world and she's trying to go, um, 
she's trying to break somebody out of prison. And in it, there's all sorts of little characters she comes in contact with. And there's this awesome uh, lion guy. I actually drew a piece of fan art for it because I was really struck by the character and I really liked it. Um, and there's like orcs. It's kind of the creatures she picks are sort of um, World of Warcraft-esque. And it's just one take I hadn't seen very much of. But it's a pretty good book. It's published on Amazon if anyone wants to take a look at it. We'll put a link in it, a link for it in the description. Mm-hmm. Well, urban fantasy is, in general, a, a fun way to take our world as it is and kind of throw in those mystical elements to spice up what's otherwise an extremely mundane world in existence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd say as a whole... Urban fantasy covers a really wide range of ideas. Like it can go from more romance based or like really dark and edgy or horror-esque in tone. Um, Sometimes it's just fantastical elements added to our world. And like it's just slightly different from ours. So it covers a, a wide range of tones, I feel like, in general. But we hope that the short overall was both informative and interesting for you guys. Uh, Let us know what your favorite urban fantasy books are. Send us some of your recommendations by joining us on our Facebook group, Writers Emerging, or following us on Tumblr, Instagram, and Twitter. And we look forward to seeing you guys next week as we sit down and discuss Mistborn.